you guys watch Endgame this weekend? Yes. Yes, sir. How'd you like it? Eh. No, I'm joking. Probably the best movie I've ever seen in my life. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Worst movie ever. <laughs> Why are you lying? <laughs> Why would you do that? Nah, man. You know it's not the worst. It's so emotional. The the reason why it was so good was because they had a lot to do, and in three hours they pretty much nailed everything they needed to nail. They did close off a lot of the uh, storylines there. I don't want to do like spoilers though. I feel bad. I don't. I don't. Because you should have seen it by now. Yeah. (laughs) But like, how soon is too soon for spoilers though? This is a week later. Came out Thursday at midnight. Yeah, it's, it, I mean the podcast comes out Tuesday. They're not going to listen to it until Wednesday. That's not true. We have it's, people who listen. Like, it's probably already. I didn't, say, I didn't say they didn't listen. I just said they're not going to listen to it until Wednesday. <laughs> We've given them more than enough time. Talk about the you movie. Think so? All right. So if you don't, if you didn't watch Avengers Endgame, skip ahead. Yeah, skip to like. Skip 10 minutes from now and then check in. <laughs> yeah, then maybe like rewind, use that, that back 15 seconds button a couple times to make sure you're, uh, you're in time. But what a movie. I mean, I don't think it's the best ever. It's the best superhero movie I think I've ever seen. I think <sighs> it, what movie was better than that? I, listen. The Dark Knight was really good. It, dark, Christopher that's Nolan. Not even, that's not even close. Are you kidding me? Dark, no, I'm not Heath kidding. Ledger Batman? That's not even close. It's not. It's in the it's in the discussion, but it's I a didn't short even, discussion. I didn't have that as the best what were we saying? Superhero movie? Yeah. Hancock's over that. I had no, I had um Get out of here. What did you just say? <laughs> I have <laughs> I'm not gonna even take yeah, let's just move Hancock's along. over that, man. No question. I had to think like, is he serious? <laughs> yeah. Like I love Will Smith, but come on. No. I think Infinity War by like Point one percent. Infinity War. Better movie. The reason, the reason why I say that is because as Endgame. a <laughs> as a non comic book person who who reads the comics, uh-huh. I feel like Infinity War had a bigger impact on me, like a more Endgame. Emo- <laughs> why do you keep saying Infinity War? We're talking about Endgame. No, he's, he's saying, saying Infinity War was a better movie. movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. Endgame. No. <laughs> so you think Infinity War was better than Endgame? Yes, that's the point I'm trying to make, but you keep saying Endgame. <laughs> Wait, you think the second movie this was better? You think the movie that came out before this last movie was better than the last movie? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Maybe that's all, why I was so confused. It seems like it. <laughs> first of all, I said by 0.1%, which is barely anything. Right. And the reason why I said it is because somebody who doesn't follow the comics, who doesn't know that these people are coming back... Mm-hmm. It had more of an emotional impact okay. when he did the snap and everyone disappeared. I th- also Spoiler think alert. I also think Thanos had a he he played like a better role in that movie. He was more um I think he had a bigger presence in all of his, his scenes. Right. And I just think it was that movie was well put together. And I'm not saying it's killing Endgame. And like I said, Endgame had a lot more to put into a small right. amount of time, but I think, yeah, for the nostalgia factor of it, like seeing all of these plots, or I guess not plots, but like subplots and like story arcs kind of like get concluded at Endgame. But now that you mention it, I see what you're saying. We're like, because in Infinity War, like every time Thanos comes on the screen, it's only like, I'm not gonna say like you hold your breath, but like he played a really good villain. Yeah. Right? So every time he comes on, like you think like 
This guy is like, and every time like you think, oh, you know, maybe they'll, you know, get him, you know, in some kind of way, you, you, and he always comes out on top, obviously, any sort of like preparation you make, like even like the, the final fight scene I thought was better for, in terms of like choreographed fight scenes, better in Infinity War than it was in Endgame. Endgame was cool, but it was like cool oh, from like a what? sense of like, oh wow, like it's really cool, like all these people are like fighting together. It was, a, it was more of like wait, a nostalgia what, Which, the scene between Iron Man and Thanos you thought was better choreographed than Endgame? So for me, it wasn't just Iron Man though. Yeah, I'm talking about like when you see like the desperate. He said the, he said the, the last fight. Yeah, the, the, I'm talking about like Infinity War, like the fights that you see, like because obviously there was two different like, I guess two different major fights. There's one like where they had like Doctor Strange and Spider Man and, uh, and their Iron plan Man. before Star Lord ruined it. Right, the whole setup plan. Exactly. Okay. So that was choreographed because you can see like the desperation like in terms of like how they're fighting him it's to me more powerful because you see how like strong thanos is and like even though these guys are considered like super strong and like their plans always work out you know thanos still comes out on top and like even the fight that comes at the end where he takes the um i can't remember which stone it is off the guy's head the mind stone right from Vision. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for being my, my nerd source here. Hey, we're going to talk about a movie. We should talk about it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but watching that and like the, the – the, because you see like these guys are so powerful, mm -hmm. right? And every time you think like – I mean, even Thor, he comes in and just clocks him with the hammer, right? You're thinking like, like this is like the best that we've got in terms of like the Avengers, right? And it still isn't enough. And that to me was more powerful as like a fight choreography than just watching like what seemed to be like evenly matched like back and forth. And then like you thought, oh, you know, here comes Thanos with this giant ship like just going total nuclear on it. And then it takes Captain Marvel again, spoiler alert, and you shouldn't have been listening at this point anyway. <laughs> but Captain Marvel comes in and ruins the whole ship. And I, okay, and I agree with what you guys are saying. Well, I don't agree. I can understand what you're saying and it does make sense and it does make me think like, okay, I can... I can understand where they're coming from. Right. But when you make a superhero movie, you make it for people who are familiar with the comics. Same right. like when you make a, a thriller, you sure. make it for people who enjoy thrillers. Yeah. So the better movie was Endgame because it ties everything together. Mm -hmm. It brings it all full circle. Okay. It finds a tasteful way to end the contracts of... Um, in Iron Man and Captain America's contracts. A, right. a very tasteful way without killing both of them, which... Would have been too predictable. Right. Also Scarlett Johansson's character too. Uh, yeah. Widow, whatever. Black For guy. sure. And um and I like the fact that they didn't bring back like they didn't bring back everyone who died in Infinity War, just the ones who died um post snap. Mm -hmm. And then also um Gamora as well. They brought her back. But they didn't bring back like Hemdell. Mm -hmm. Or did they I didn't see him at the end. I don't see him either. Yeah, I would have I would have I guess he's like the one that they didn't bring back. The only one. Yeah. At least from my knowledge. The, but, the only thing is I think about like the the whole time travel thing was like very, what's the word I'm looking for? Convoluted? Yeah. Like it seems like there were like a couple of like plot holes in the whole thing. Like how? Like apparently you can't go back and get, you can't resurrect Widow anymore because or Black Widow anymore because you already used she already died because of the soul stone sacrifice 
Yeah. Correct? But they were able to go back and get the soul stone sacrifice that was Gamora before this whole thing happened. No, no, no. But they went back in time before Gamora was sacrificed. And once, so like this, the soul stone, it, it, you're granted it by who is sacrificed. So when right. Black Widow is sacrificed, she now holds the realm. She now holds the place. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be the that would be the explanation as why Gamora is now free or able to be resurrected. Mm-hmm. Like someone else would have to take the place for Black Widow for her to come if you want to go back in time and revive her. At least that's how I understand it. Okay. That would be like how I would kind of cover it up. Okay. But I what I really like, like just there's there's so many things that because my coworker of mine, the one I told you I go to the MegaCon with, mm-hmm. he's got me really into kind of this stuff. So which I like to see it in the movies, I think, is what makes for me that a better movie. Like, for instance, with Falcon becoming Captain America at the end. Yeah, and if you that. are listening now, I'm sorry. Yeah. But what's really dope <laughs> no, about oh that? My, we're just we passed the 10 minute mark. We got to keep going. Keep going. We got like two more minutes. Give us two more minutes. Give it. Give it. But what's dope about that is like in the comic books. Um, Sam Wilson does become Captain America. Right. And, See, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I have the comic book actually. And on the bottom, the title is "He's Not My Captain America," because a lot of backlash came from it making a black man Captain right. America. And it, and I believe that comic book came out roughly around the civil rights or like um, after. Don't quote me; I could be wrong. But um, I have the comic book, and um, so that was dope to see him. And there's a scene like you know where Bucky and him are both looking at each other and Bucky tells him like you go ahead he like kind of gives him the realm to become Captain America next which is kind of dope to me because both of them uh, follow suit from Captain America but also with the whole run uh, man and I really don't want to ruin so much of this movie but like when they're running with the Infinity Gauntlet and they keep passing it on to different superheroes Mm -hmm. and like they're taking it that's actually really cool as well because in the comic books everybody but Hawkeye actually holds the infinity war i mean the infinity gauntlet at a specific time well hawkeye did he's the one who who found it at the bottom of the no no no. i mean in the comic books yeah yeah so i think he's the only one at least i i don't i don't know of a comic book where he held it but okay um black panther um hulk uh thor actually does in the comic books as well or captain america does um captain marvel does spider-man does so it's actually cool to see those people carry it out like it was almost like that whole run was Mm -hmm. like showing us who is actually possessed? Like, like there's just like part of it, there's yeah. like a lot of cool stuff that I liked about it. Right. So I feel like that would be the better one because there was more like those Easter eggs. By the way, that uh, comic that you were talking about, where uh, Falcon becomes Captain America, was September 1969. So yeah, right around the uh, Civil Rights Movement. Even when I don't know, I know. Look at and you, that's man. a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> it is. Treasure <laughs> it. Treasure it. Um, yeah. Where does it go in your in your hierarchy of like movies? Like, where do you put it? Cause like to me like I would consider it like top two three yeah. superhero movie. I wouldn't go like as far as like it's my favorite movie of all time. Okay, so and I, and this is gonna tie in really quickly. I'm not gonna because I've already talked enough. But <laughs> this to go in with like everybody's talking about Damian Lillard's game winning shot. Yeah. Right. And they talk about like how great it is, how he set it up. Mm. He like you you add every single sprinkle of what makes it great. Sure. And then the only thing that like I think could have put it on a higher level was if the game would have been for a bigger game. You know what I mean? Like if it was like maybe the second round or it was for the NBA finals. Game seven of the finals. That's the only thing that could have made the shot better. Sure. It was over a defensive player of the year candidate. Like that's that's everything. So for me, this movie is so great because it not only just this three-hour movie, but it ties in 10 years, a 10-year investment 
that I've made because I don't really pay for movie tickets like that. So this is truly an investment. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I went to go watch 11 o'clock at night, got out at 2.30, had work the next day. So when I tell you I'm invested, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah, I see that. And I think, <laughs> I just think like everything included, all the superheroes, you look at like the screen time for each superhero, like 38 minutes. Um, like they broke down how much screen time for every single person and it didn't feel like that it felt like so much more mm-hmm. man that's the best superhero movie i'm not arguing with y'all where does it go in like your is it like a top five like all-time movie for I mean, what am i gonna put friday above it because because <laughs> smoky and craig made me laugh like i don't i can't really compare it to other movies armageddon was the first movie i ever cried so i feel like that's that has to be up there somewhere mm, your personal top five yeah, yeah. my personal but i mean i've like, seen armageddon <sighs> what have you seen it, John? No. What? <laughs> I just saw your eyes dart around the room. Like, <laughs> I never seen Armageddon. I knew that question was coming. Wow, <laughs> bro. My mom put that movie on. We watched that when I was younger. That's like first movie. Is that rated R? Nah, I mean it was with my mom. That's true. It's, it's hard though because it was like <laughs> I saw Twister when I was little. And I thought that was like the scariest movie. Oh ever. yeah, when he ties his belt to the. Yeah, but then I watched it like two years ago. I was like, yo, I might, I might have to turn this off. Oh, I thought it was a movie about the. About the board game, I was like, "That's stupid." What the, the rapper Twister. Twister was the one where they chase the storms and they try to. It's basically a long ad for Dodge trucks. <laughs> that's <pretty much. laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, I don't know what, what's on your favorite five. Top, top five movies of all time for me. A top three. Yeah, this is top three. Let's do that. Um, man, I gotta go. Matrix is up there. Which one? The first one, original. I watched that movie probably like a hundred times. Wow. Um, Not a hundred and one. No, no, I stopped at a hundred. I felt like that the was one. enough. Um, I would say Shawshank Redemption. It's really good. It's kind of a more serious movie, but it's well done. Morgan Freeman gotta love him. And man, it's tough. Shawshank is one of those that I always see like on the top list, but it never really like impacted me too much to make my top facts three i would agree really? with that i see the thing is like people say like oh you should put godfather in your top five or whatever mm-hmm. i've never seen it me neither me neither i've seen parts and of it and it's on every single top 50 top 10 know, but it came out or, so the original movie came out in 1972 we should have we should have given a little pause after all of us said we didn't watch godfather for everyone to go what yeah no, i'm kidding <laughs> i'm sorry we i do feel bad about that yeah. but honestly i mean like we're all born in the 90s you can't expect me. Like, I, I was born 20 years ago. <laughs> Hold on, the old man just coughed. Is, right. is he 89? Is, is that how old you are? Gee whiz, man. I'm going to start hanging out with this AARP card guy. Right? We ain't getting no discounts. Yeah. Like, what's he? It's crazy, man. You can't be accepted by the 80s babies. Can't be accepted by the 90s. Now, you're still a 90s. Yeah, you're a 90s baby. He's November, born in 89. November. Yeah, so. The only thing oh, he did in the on. 80s was. Yeah, you're 90s, what? Baby. All right, he was there for two months. Come yeah, on. Right. <laughs> I only claim the 80s when it's convenient. That's true. But yeah, The Godfather came out in 72. That's a solid 20 years before I was born. It's exactly 20 years for me. Yeah. yeah. So, again, and then you think like, all right, it was a movie with a lot of like gun violence in it. I mean, it's mob stuff. It's not appropriate for, Mm-mm. you know, so if you go by the Movie Picture Association of America guidelines, I shouldn't watch it till I'm 17. Right? So technically speaking, I'm just saying, oh my technically God. speaking, so that would put me at, you know, what, 35 years removed from when... <laughs> When the movie came out and you expect me to watch it, all of a sudden it's my fault I haven't watched Godfather. Anyways, have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah. yeah. See? 1990. We're all there. You, That's right. a good movie. I see your S- point. That's, 
I, I see. I think that is solid. I I wouldn't put that in my. What's okay? Here, how about we do this? Okay. You Let's do genres really quick. Speed round. All right, we're gonna do speed round. All right, best movie in each genre. So, so I'll say we'll take turns. Okay. I'll say, for instance, uh, superhero. We go around. Everybody just gives not the first one, but like their favorite one. Don't take too much something okay. about it. Dark Knight Rises. <sighs> or no, which one's the second one? Dark Knight. Yeah. Favorite superhero movie. All right, I'm going. I'm going Endgame. First, the first Dark Knight. The first one. That was the most boring one. With the Joker. No, that's the second yeah. one. Oh, the that's first the one, one was the um, I can't remember uh, Batman Returns something. Like I can't remember what, the, what it's called. I thought the first Dark Knight was Joker. Oh, we should look this up. No, it was the second one because remember because yeah, that's the one where he had to go against the Ra's al Ghul. Oh, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. So I thought. You oh yeah, were... on the on the on the tra- on the train or yeah, transit. Yeah, that, yeah. uh, that was definitely uh, the. Yeah. So but the see, one, that's the thing. what I thought. Well, Joker. I know the movie that I'm yeah. talking about. So clearly, there's a reason why it's my favorite because I. <laughs> Right. What's the next category? All right, next. Uh, we could do comedies. Ooh. And let's say this is... Um, comedies is such a wide... Okay, okay. Give me like hood comedies. <laughs> like comedies <laughs> I can watch my coworkers. Like. <laughs> Let, okay, animated comedies. Animated comedies? Anim- okay, animated movies. I'm going to go Incredibles. Incredibles. Which one? First or two? Because I think the second one was better. I think this is one of the few times this sequel is better than the prequel. Yeah, Lion King is my favorite. <sighs> That's solid. Wreck-It Ralph is probably mine. Really? I love that movie. I've never even seen it. Me I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even want to see it. I looked up like, no, thank you. <laughs> Y'all haven't watched Armageddon. Y'all haven't watched Wreck-It Ralph. Both of the Wreck-It Ralph one and two was great, bro. Y'all it's not like are you're a big fan of destruction between Armageddon <laughs> and Wreck-It Ralph. Hey, man. <laughs> Just title uh, the movie Explosion. <laughs> nah. Puppy's there. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all really sleep, man. We good with the next one? Good, comedy, John. Comedy, or, I got to go with uh, Anchorman. So that type of comedy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rush Hour 2 for me. That's solid. Okay. For comedy, for me, it's Eat, probably Step Brothers. That is funny. That was like my like one B to. Uh, but see, yeah, all, it's just kind. Of, uh, I, and them. the reason why I picked that is that was the one that when I was in the theater, I laughed mm. from the beginning to the end. So, all right, best horror movie you ever watched? Oh, no question, Strangers. You guys haven't seen it either. No, I, I have. I have, but I I was, it wouldn't even make my top ten. <laughs> I just think I just think it's the most realistic. Like out of all of them, it's probably like I'm not really afraid of that all that demon stuff. I'm pray I prayed up, baby. I'm not really worried about that. I, I would God, say the, the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like Saw when it first came out. Mm. I one of those. Yeah, I'm not really into all that. One of those. <laughs> one of those I want to watch man. the entire People movie. Like I don't want to have to turn around, turn my head. <laughs> I don't like half that stuff, man. All right, well, I got one more. Sports movie? The Replacements. Yeah, I think we talked about this. Replacements is we your did. favorite. I love the replacements. I think Remember the Titans is probably my favorite. I watched that probably a hundred times when I was a kid. That's solid too. I've seen that quite a bit. I remember no the mountain Titans. No Drumline. Drumline. <laughs> we said sports movie. <laughs> Bring it on without a doubt. It's my favorite sports movie. Cheerleading cheerleading is more of a sport than uh drumline. Oh. Whoa, 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 time out. Oh. You said more of a sport. Don't be disrespectful to cheerleaders. <laughs> like it's not a complete sport. Okay, it is a sport. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it is a more sport. Of a sport well. Like what? I mean, technically you can consider a drumline to be like a competitive sport, but I'm saying like in terms of like physical activity goes, you have to give the not you can't Way to save yourself. You can't laugh at cheerleaders and not laugh at drumline. <laughs> Who said we were laughing at either one? What? <laughs> Just saying. Man. 
So oh we're we're going to talk about sports here. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're back to sports. I mean, I guess. <laughs> 25 really minutes talk about the podcast. <laughs> oh, my god. It is so much sports. <laughs> this is a lot of some. What if we just made it more even? 50-50. Like mm, somewhat. Because somewhat sports. could be 50. It could. Technically, somewhat has eight letters. And sports. Has five letters. Well, six. S-P-O. It's not just R-T. sports. We S- talk more than one. Sp- oh. Yeah. Hurts. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was like a sport. sport. I understand. You're, well, you sport. were a good sport about I'm, it. I'm rebranding. Somewhat sports. Somewhat sport. I don't know how to count. Somewhat right. <laughs> That's cool. Somewhat right. That's got five letters. <laughs> and it's probably more accurate than uh, <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> All right, really quick. What's your favorite John Singleton movie? Uh, Shout out. Oh, Shout that's out. right. We can't Rest stop in peace. talking about movies. While we're too here, fast, too furious. You gotta. What? I never watched Boys in the Hood, so. Okay, first of all, I'm a little insulted that you thought that was the one that we were upset about. No, I mean, <laughs> those are the ones he's known for. No, I know, but you go. <laughs> you go. I never <laughs> watched Boys in the Hood. Like, that's not even the like, one well, I was let's reaching rewind for. With the first thing that you said. <laughs> stop painting this picture of me. We're trying to like too push fast, that one down. Furious. But those are the two that he's most known for. No, no. What's the other one? Hustle and Flow is huge. Four Brothers. That's my favorite like one, brothers. bro. Four Brothers. Oh, he did Eight Mile too. I didn't. No, oh, he really? Didn't, he didn't do Eight Mile. He worked on it. He, oh, oh, he was a part he of it. He wasn't. Right. It's director. listed though. He's not the director for it though. Uh, I'm just saying it's listed under John Singleton movies. Look at All right. I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to argue. He worked on it. He's not the director though. But I think with Curtis Hansen is the director. Four right. Four Brothers. I liked it more, but I think. Boys in the Hood was a bet was his best movie. It had the most impact. That's what I that because he got Oscar nominated for it, was it? At age twenty four. He was the first African American director to ever get nominated for uh, for Best Picture for that movie. Yeah, you gotta look at that lineup too of everybody who's in there. I just think it was a four bro- hold on now, four brothers got a cast. Don't oh, do that. But they don't cast. compare they don't compare to who Boys in the Hood had. I mean, yeah, that's cause out of those four who who we say Mark Wahlberg is probably the the best actor out of all of them? I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. all, that's just because I don't really know who. Um, and then like outside of those four, like the acting wasn't the greatest. I mean, bro, that's well. Hold on, we had uh, Sofia Gerrard or whatever her name is. I love her. <laughs> she just looks so. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> like, so you had what? Neil wasn't Neil Long in? She was. No, hold on. Well, we got we got to do better. <laughs> we don't. We, is this a stopping point? <laughs> yeah, Nia Long isn't it? Angela ba- Bassett, Regina King, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence, Rajon Rondo's even in it. C- Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Rajon Rondo's in it too. Is he really? Yeah, he's the one who shoots Ricky in the back. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There's just there's more there's more quotables in, in Boys in the Hood. It's just a better movie, but I like Four Brothers better. But I, I can respect your opinion. If I was born earlier, that would be my favorite. But it's not. I really like Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> Why? Well, it's iconic. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, in case you in case you aren't aware, because I think we we kind of just started listing John Singleton movies without saying that he uh, he passed away. Uh, I guess it was announced today, but by the time the podcast comes out, it'll be uh, yesterday. Due to complications from a stroke, he was 51 years old, way too young. 
way, way, way too young. Um, and again, a trailblazer in the industry. And uh, it's really sad to see a guy who's that talented and, you know, have him leave this world that soon. In the middle of a great TV show, too. I don't know if you guys watch Snowfall. I haven't. But if you don't. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's good, though. Start, yeah. Catch the, I think it's on the, I want to say the second season so far. It's a good show. I might check it out. What I will say is it's super dope that he gets to leave something behind, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people like people like that who have an impact and, you know, have made the type of movies that we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That has such an impact on, on our culture and, sure. uh, you know, just life to come. And I include you in our culture, Jack. I appreciate John, that. I got you, baby. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. It means a lot. <laughs> but I think I think that's super dope. You know what I mean? His family can go back and grandchildren can go back and watch watch what he's done. So Exactly. Leave a legacy. All right. Now, transitioning to sports for real this time. So, do you want to do draft recap? Of course. I know it's not everyone here is, is happy. I, I definitely want to talk about the draft. I know you do. Of course. Mr. Washington uh, football team fan. Yeah, let's, <laughs> okay. just, let's just get through this real quick. Yeah, see what else we can. If you don't know, our <laughs> esteemed colleague John Williams is a huge New York Giants fan, and he's super thrilled about the way uh, they drafted. <laughs> All right, let's be real, man. <laughs> Listen, do you guys have an argument for the Giants? Why to, they should be disenfranchised? From I don't know what, like some some people are arguing, like it's not that bad of a pick. It, um. Go ahead. I'll let you no, go. After you, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so a lot of people consider Daniel Jones to be uh, not great. You don't know until you know. I mean, people thought that Russell Wilson was, you know, a third round pick and he ended up being, you know, a Super Bowl champion and he was, he's been really good. Great stepfather, league, by the way, as well. Which I don't think they drafted for that. No, but, not of course. Yeah, <laughs> Sierra, it wasn't yeah. in the scouting yeah. report, but maybe her. <laughs> But, I mean, again, you don't know until, you know, three or four years down the line how these draft picks are going to pan out. But very rarely do you get a consensus where everyone's like, what are you doing picking this guy here and then it working out for the guy who goes against the grain or for the team that goes against the grain? So, again, we're all talking based on the fact that no one thought Daniel Jones was worthy of that pick. But if uh, Mr. Gettleman thinks he is, hey. Who are we to judge, right? See, the problem is he has a a quote unquote three year plan for mm. him to follow in Eli. But the thing with the three year plan is that usually works for teams who have pretty much done well the previous season mm-hmm. or have a quarterback who is still at a at a at a decent point in his career. Is this the first year of the three year plan? I guess so. What phase are we in? Is yeah. this phase, is is this phase, phase three? Phase Listen, three the end game is coming for All sure. I'm going to say is there are other teams in New York, so the options are still open. I mean, but, aren't the Bills closer? Mm, John? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I know you're not from upstate. <laughs> Never mind. You didn't get <laughs> Whatever, man. But yeah, so. I mean, are you excited about Daniel Jones as a Giants fan? Are you excited about him? No. Not <laughs> all right. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to censor myself right now. You asked me a question like that. Yeah. Am I excited? No, because... He couldn't beat Virginia? It, not, lost not, only that, not only that, like, he's going to have to play soon. And mm. I don't think he's ready. Yeah, I don't even think Three more years of Eli Manning, man. That'd be and I don't even think when Eli was coming out of, of college, he was as good as Eli was. Right. So... I honestly think that they... But I don't think that they think Eli's the problem. And, like, we kind of talked about that when they mm. traded Odell. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
I, I don't think that they think he's the problem. So mm-hmm. if the you problem go is having too much talent on the roster, that's why they said no more. <laughs> <Take it all laughs> like, I think the problem is if you go with like a guy like Haskins, you almost have to play him right away. Sure. Like you you have to get him on the field sooner. So I think that's why they went with Jones, honestly, to maybe buy more time. And here's the, here's the grand scheme of things. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe you buy more time. You're still bad. Two years for getting my young boy out of Clemson. Whose name always escapes me. So, but maybe you is, guys are okay with being bad for that long. The thing is, I don't. I don't. Think, the thing I don't understand about that is like, then if that's the plan, why don't you use this top ten pick on a skill position player? Because you just got rid of. I agree. A wide receiver that's really talented. You just got rid of an edge rusher. There are plenty of edge rushers that were still on the board at number six. If right. you're saying that, like, the idea Completely is to go agree. 2021, then. Maybe they're, the the, the cart- <laughs> Maybe they're taking the Maybe they're taking the Cardinals approach. Yeah. Draft two draft two quarterbacks back to back years. It may work for them. You're just giving them way too much credit. Every year. Yeah. You're giving them just, just keep giving quarterbacks one year trials. Let's <laughs> let's see how they do. Let's let's do one and done. Maybe let's talk about your teams, man, because I'll I'm, I'm happy for y'all, man. Thank you. Well, we he did talk Everybody about Everybody had a yeah. good draft except for us. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oakland didn't have a good draft either. I'm talking, no, okay. no, no, I'm talking about and oh. see, the funny thing was, we was definitely laughing at Oakland. Oh, yeah. Everyone was all like, oh, you drafted a... I mean, the problem wasn't drafting a Clemson defensive lineman because they were all good. The problem yeah. was that they got the one that was considered the third best prospect <laughs> at number four. I think they switched their cards up. I'm not even trying to be funny. I think been. they already said it. And it was like, well, you can't go back. We already called. We got right. on the phone. Golly, man. They were looking at their third round. Draft pick. You know, the second pick of the, the, the 24, right? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know any better. It's all right. Man. I wish I could, like, express the feeling about, like, it was, like, in slow motion when you heard, when you heard the in the Giants pick <laughs> with the number six pick. <laughs> like, cinematic, everything <laughs> slows down. Like, as soon as you're a dick, some of us passed out. I'm not going to lie. You have no <laughs> idea how happy I was. I, that's the. That you guys didn't go That's Haskins. probably the second. I was like, and I was like, when is when is Haskins going to go? Yep. And I was you like, thought maybe the Dolphins. As soon as the Dolphins went, Christian Wilkins, it was, you're like, oh, <laughs> it's going to the Redskins. Yeah, let's, let's move away from the Giants, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of the Dolphins, I'm going to go, since we're going to go in draft order here, the Dolphins were next on the okay. clock in terms of the three of us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they selected, like I said, Christian Wilkins. Great player. Seems very energetic. Decided he was going to jump on top of Roger Goodell when he when he got to the podium. Excited about that. But that is kind of secondary to the Dolphins actually trading for Josh Rosen. And I know in the past on this podcast, I have torn apart Josh Rosen with Karma. good reason. He didn't play very good. Okay, right back. But... Josh Rosen is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. And who knows? Next Dan Marino? Hey, I'm not saying it, but it could happen. Doesn't that mean you guys won't win then? First off, <laughs> don't take that tone with me. <laughs> When's the last time Washington won a Super Bowl? Um, All right. uh, sooner than the Dolphins. So? <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. It might not be, but it, it feels a lot more. More recent. That's the only thing I have to hold on to. Oh, yeah, they won a 92. Thanks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Two great things Oops. for the Redskins Nation in 92. Are you a Super Bowl. Your birth was the other thing. Well, way to get me there. Appreciate it. 
<laughs> I mean, you did bring it up earlier in the show. Yes, it's, sir. It's a callback. Anyways. A little foreshadow. I, I'm just saying that Josh Rosen didn't have a great support system in Arizona. They had David Johnson, don't get me wrong, and Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> is still a decent wide receiver. But, but that offensive line was the worst offensive line in football by a lot of accounts. Their head coach didn't wear a headset for like the first like eight weeks of the season. Okay, they fired him halfway through, didn't they? I have a or question. Offensive coordinator, at least. When I was telling you that the Cardinals should not let go of Rosen and that he he was not a bad quarterback, I used all of these points. Did you? I Ooh. talked about him not having a good offensive line. What episode we talking? But about? but now that he plays for your team. My points become valid in defending him. Listen, I never said you weren't smart, Bubby. The Cardinals should not have traded him, especially for a second pick. I'm listen. A second round pick really frustrates me, and if I'm him, I'm now cheering for the Dolphins. Like I, I want you guys. Well, thank you to do well because if I'm if I'm Rosen, I would be pissed. I would be too. I would be too. I know Steve Smith tore and I'm saying, oh yeah, you can't just say like, oh, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yeah, and and I understand the thought process behind that, but also. The the idea of them investing, like to to me, actions speak louder than words. Because the Cardinals were sitting there posting, oh, on Twitter, like, oh, we're committed to Josh Rose and this that, and the other. Like people were like making jokes out of it. They were retweeting, you know, old Cardinals tweets from like February saying Josh is our quarterback of the future. Yada yada yada, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand, you know, oh, you need to go out and compete for your job, but. If your organization goes out and drafts a quarterback in the first round the year after you were drafted, that sends a clear message saying you're not going to be seriously considered for this job. Yeah. In my opinion. Because it's one thing to draft like, you know, a project quarterback that has like some, you know, decent, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some sort of talent, whether it's like they have a really good deep ball, like project passers, right? Or like a Sean Sean Hill guy for the Saints, like or that. Peyton, like, uh, yeah, Taysom Pey- Hill. Taysom Hill. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry for for the Saints. Like a, maybe he's like a mobile guy. You can run some wildcat. Right. You or could something. do exactly. You know, but the writing is on the wall. When Joe Flacco was there, with the when they took uh, Lamar Jackson, when Baltimore took Lamar Jackson, everyone thought Lamar Jackson was going to be starting by the end of the season. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe he'll spend a year, but the the heir apparent was going to be Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and it took what. Eight weeks before Flacco was like injured, and then that's it. He never saw the field again. Yeah, you know. So how long until it, you you can sit there and say, oh, you know, we want Josh and Kyler Murray to compete, but let's say Josh Rosen gets injured behind that terrible offensive line, then who gets to come in and then who never sees the field again? Josh Rosen. So you can't fault the guy for saying like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and and have this guy nipping at my heels. You obviously want the direction of the franchise to be led by Kyler Murray if you're investing this high of a pick in him. The moment that, if you're Josh Rosen, you're telling yourself, the moment that I go down due to injury behind this porous offensive line is the moment that he comes in and I never see the field again. So you say, you know what? Get me out of here. Recoup some value now while you can. And that's it. Call it over. Because it's going to be a lot harder to get any sort of trade value. If it, 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 The way it works, it's a, it's a win-win. I guess, for the Cardinals, even though you should have gotten more for him. But if you are investing a first-round pick in somebody, they're not going to wait to put him on the field. Uh. Especially if they don't have any confidence in the guy you just drafted. Anyways, 
it's like it was almost like buying a car. You know, you drove it off the lot, mm-hmm. appreciated value right away, had to sell it for a second round. Like you lost so much. Exactly. And I'm proud of the Dolphins for getting a deal. Because they, they called second round is solid. The Cardinals were like, Hey, we want a second round pick for Josh Rosen. Dolphins are like, forty eight is too high. I'm not giving you to for, for or was it forty two or forty eight? Might have been forty two. Anyways, they trade back with the Saints. They get a second rounder next year, and they trade that 62 overall pick for him, which, in my opinion, lets me know. It gives me some faith as a franchise that we're moving in the right direction because Mike Tannenbaum was terrible. But anyways. Must next, be a great feeling, man. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm just happy that all three of us really came out on time. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a good draft for us, and I'm happy. It's great, man. Are you excited for your quarterback of the future? I am. It's, like, it, it's almost like our, it's like our, our friends – our mighty blue friend said, you know what? Here's a gift, Redskins. The New York football giants. We'll, we'll, we'll lay off. We, Santa Claus in April. We just I saw you hiding them. I saw you hiding them. I'll let that. you get them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. We'll send a Christmas gift. Why? <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> now, here's the only thing. He's going to come out and kill. He's going to be a beast. It's going to be a Przingis when everybody was everybody in New York was booing. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Why did we draft him? That's the only thing in sports that I can think of where like everyone thought, like, what the heck are you doing drafting yeah. this guy? And then he came out and actually played really well. He's a dog. So then what? It's it's not about like how well he's going to be. It's who you could have gotten instead of him. That's more right. like what the, what the issue is usually sure. with New York fans. It's like who mm-hmm. we could have had instead of him. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. That's like the – that's Miami Dolphins Central. Because we passed on Matt Ryan to get Jake Long back in like what was it 2008 or something like that, mm. and we could have had a we've been having we've had Ryan Tannehill for how long? I think it was 2000. It might have been 2000. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. yeah, we had Ryan Tannehill since 2012. That's been our most consistent quarterback is mm. Ryan Tannehill. So tell me how that makes me feel seeing Matt Ryan out there getting at least getting to the Super Bowl, continually making his team a relevant team. Last year wasn't great, but a lot of injuries last year. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I got a couple Hawk, uh, Falcon fans. Actually. Yeah, so I mean, what do you, what do you think? Are you think an NFC East championship, uh, Bubby, in your future? What do you? Probably. Honestly, I got a lot of faith. That I I liked this last year, six and three before all the injuries. You know what I mean? But I, I the Eagles got better this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Not just draft, but I'm talking about some some trades that they made beforehand sure. too, as well. Getting Howard. I mean, I think it's gonna be us too. I predict us too at the top. They're definitely getting at least two wins this season. Yo, stop talking about your team like that. You never I mean, know. At least you'll have two wins for sure. <laughs> you never know. I got I got faith in y'all. We'll see what happens. Go Skins. Oh my God. All right. Transitioning towards some NBA basketball. I'm sad that we didn't get to talk about Damian Lillard and that fantastic shot he made a it's couple a of days shot. ago. I mean, I talked about it. Yeah, all right, Paul George, relax. <laughs> it was a bad shot. Bad shot. That's a salty players that that is. Loki. Uh, it was a bad shot. But I, I understand what Paul George is saying. I don't. No. I, I get what he's saying. Conventional like, wisdom. I mean, you, you can't play that much better. It's a, it's like, a tie. It's right. a tie. You don't need to have a three. Like, why Why would I go all the way out there at that time? Like, if you're going to settle for that. I get what he's saying. Damien, as a defender, and I don't see how much time you put in the gym, it looks like you're settling for a shot. But Damian Lillard's mind, knowing how much time he put in, how much like right. he's just hit those deep shots anyway throughout mm-hmm. the game in the series. Like in his mind, he felt comfortable. He was eight for twelve from that, from like thirty yeah. plus yeah. feet out. I get what Paul George was saying. I just don't think he said it the right way, right. and I think he's wrong. Right. <laughs> so you get it, but he's wrong. I I understand. I, I understand it. I don't agree. 
That's like my new, that's like my model for 2019. I can understand what you're saying. I just don't agree. Do you, do you think that the Trailblazers ride this to a win in this series against the, uh, the Nuggets? The Nuggets had a close, they squeaked one out against the Spurs. Mm. You know what? Seven. I, I can't even call it right now because honestly, I thought it was going to be a good series with OKC just because the way OKC was playing. Right. Um, Injuries kind of hurt them a little bit too and then yeah, just well, being bad. But so. everybody says that, but Paul George had a, like stat wise, he had a Paul decent... George had the game you need from Paul George. Yeah, yeah the game he had. He played decent. All the... He was injured though too. Like, he did not. Yeah. He played good a game. Other than that, horrible field goal percentage. Very unlike him. We know what we're getting from Russ. Bad, bad field goal percentage. But right. that was very unlike Paul George as well. I like how he was playing lately. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. So think how much Paul of that George is that a coaching misses. thing, and how much is that a, is a Paul George <clears throat> settling for bad shots? It's, it's, it's a mix of everything. Yeah, because he was missing stuff at the rim too. So was Russ. Right. Like they, it wasn't like they were like. There were shots that, that they typically make. Right. But I think yeah. what what I'm gonna get back to the Denver one, but real quick, I think the reason why they lost that is pretty much is is because of them. Like you had mm-hmm. a fifteen point lead with what, seven minutes. Oh left yeah, that last game. Mm-hmm. So Steven you know, Adams he, played pretty well. Uh he played well against Enes Cantor too. The Enes Cantor went off that first game, but he was relatively quiet for the rest of the series. Right. But so and my boy Grant <clears throat> shot amazing. <laughs> Grant played really good. I think he, I think he went 100. percent Maybe missed a shot, but when he did shoot, yeah. Who Grant? When he got the ball, yeah. Bro, stop. He was eight for eight. He took with him taking eight shots or seven. That's that's right around where you need him to be. I know. That's what I'm saying. When he got to, when he had the opportunity to do that, he stepped up. He didn't have many though. You don't think? Okay. So, <laughs> so for the for the Denver series. The reason why I can't call it yet is because I, I got to look at this first game and see the energy that right. the first game's tonight, right? Yeah. So, so Tuesday it'll be yesterday's game. Yeah. Right. So I got to I got to see what energy they come out with. Um, you know how that how they match up. I think that that point guard matchup is going to be a good one because mm-hmm. I don't think Jamal Murray is going to try to outplay Damian Lillard. I think he's going to make a little bit more smart decisions than Westbrook. I can see that. I mean, I do think at times Westbrook got co- too caught up in winning the matchup yeah. um, instead of winning the game. But I feel like that's kind of like that competitive edge that he has. He, it's like a grayed out line <laughs> for him. But I, <laughs> what I like about the Nuggets over the Spurs um, is I think that the Nuggets will constantly give that guard pressure, like you were saying. You mean over the Trailblazers? No, 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 no. Um, instead of the Spurs coming out, oh, like okay, why so I'm happy to see the Nuggets. Yeah, because I think that they they'll give them more like pressure. Like there were times where Damian Lillard never came out of the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Against uh, OKC, but he was going up against Felton. Mm-hmm. You know when when Russ rested, so it was like kind of okay for him to not come out of the game. No disrespect to Felton, but Ooh, you get my point. At least when Jamal Murray <laughs> or Gary Harris comes out, it's like, all right, Will Barton's coming in. Um, Craig's coming in. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've got guys who are still going to apply pressure and make them have to continue to play. So it may be a little bit more of a wear on Damian and CJ. And this is a series where the Trailblazers are going to miss their big guy. Like they were able to get away with, um, <clears throat> with him being injured in the last series. This one, I think they're going to need him to take that pressure off when the guards are doing a lot of work and putting a, um, a high emphasis on the scoring. They need somebody to kind of defer to and, and dump it down in the post when when uh, it gets hard to, to score at times. So you got the Nuggets winning? <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> So with that being said. <laughs> nuggets in four. <laughs> I, I can't call it. This is the first one that I really – I need to watch the first game. To... Oh, come on. That's not how – 
predictions work? Yeah, it does for me. No, it's, come on. <laughs> he needs a little sample. Gee a little whiz, taste. Man. Yeah, no money. Little, I need a little taste. <laughs> come on, man. They let you get a sample <laughs> at yeah, Cold Stone. This isn't Costco, you bro. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah, man. What I will say is I think Nuggets are deeper than Portland. Okay. Um, because I think they have a lot of, uh, I think Plumlee off the bench for Jokic as well. Like they, I feel like they they have a couple more guys. Sure. But I feel like Portland's one two, better are better than Nuggets one two. And I know Jokic I is like a beast, but I guess you'll pair him with Jamal Murray. But I just mm-hmm. feel like CJ and Dame when they're hitting yeah. is a little bit more deadly than those two. So I think it's can Dame and CJ be consistent to win four games? Yeah. yeah. That's or does the Nuggets depth help them win four games? Yeah, I think that if it if it goes to like an extended series, that the depth is going to help mm. the Nuggets more. But if but if Dame can come out shooting lights out and wrap <laughs> this thing up in five, it's over. I think like, if it goes Game Seven, we might see another. Oh, you think so? Really? Slapping the wrist. Listen, Dame time. The criminal always returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> all right. If Dame gets another chance to steal to steal a series, and it's not really a steal because they're the higher seed, right. or they were in the uh, past, but nah. I, I don't know. I don't want to right now. Dame. I don't want to see him in a game seven. I'm I'm riding the Dame train, man. There you go. I got, I got Dame. In the Shout out to Devin because Devin wants the Nuggets to win. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel bad because the Nuggets winning is like good for the NBA, right? Because they don't have a ton of star power and they're not a huge market team. And then again, neither is Portland. But I don't know. It's I really like Dame. So I'm becoming we, such a big Dame fan. Just watching like last series, just like real uh, quick. Who's your final four? <laughs> Well, can we let's preview let's preview Rockets Warriors a little bit. Let's talk about Celtics. It's a touchy Fox. situation. I don't know if we go oh, into Rockets Warriors. <laughs> touchy. What do you I mean, What do you guys think about that game? How do you think? I mean, the ending. I'll let you go ahead, John. Yeah. What Rockets Warriors? Mm-hmm. So here's what I'll say about James Harden. I agree with what he what he's saying, but I disagree at the same time. Wow. I understand what he's saying. <laughs> You were you were sitting on that agree. fence, man. But I don't agree. So I'm telling you, that's that, that is such a great <laughs> phrase. I understand, but I don't agree. So the <laughs> the way I look at it is like when whenever I played, like the refs are always going to be a part of the game. You're mm-hmm. always going to have bad calls, especially in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You can't put too much stock into what what's going on with these calls. I think the only time that matters is crunch time so the last two minutes of the game where it could go either way and it right. could definitely sway the game but throughout the game I know I think the Rockets relied too much on getting fouls called on them so to James Harden's point he has been getting these calls all throughout the season sure. and now when the playoffs come and and you're playing the Warriors you're not getting these calls you have questions to ask you like why isn't why aren't they consistent you know right. I, I, that's when he comes and says I want you know, just a fair chance. Mm-hmm. The reason why I see him, I understand that is because up until now he's been getting that. So what's mm-hmm. changed? But I don't think <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that he's been doing as far as like kicking his legs out a little bit. Right. That can you you have the option to question those calls. So that's well, where I come up with that. Someone had made a point that uh, I think it was Curry who was like, you know, it's a shame that we're giving so much attention to the third team that's on the court. And he's talking about the refs. You know what I mean? But that's right. everyone's job is to get better, right? And the playoffs, you do the same. What does every team do? This is what this was our strengths during the regular season. Mm-hmm. This is how we can improve. Let's go be the best we can be. The refs are doing the same thing, or at least they should be. You know what I mean? And they're they're coming together. They have they have higher ups. Uh, they have a board as well who wa- goes back and watches the game. Right. I'm sure that they said. 
this is what we let get away in the regular season. This is how we can be better. Right. We need to improve our game as well. Everyone should be improving. Right. So I think it's fair. Like, and it's sad, but like I almost see James Harden as like the little boy who cried wolf. It's like I see what you're saying. It's like he like tries to sell it so much, and he's he's hooking arms, and he mm-hmm. grabs people's arms, and he jumps into them, and he's like flare, flailing all around. And it's like okay, like you keep calling wolf, so that when the wolf really does come, it's like I'm not giving it to you now because right. I do agree with him. Sometimes Clay did take away his landing. Like he came up underneath him. But a lot of the times, he's like jumping into them. Sure. You know what I mean? And we, we talked about this in our group chat a little bit earlier as well. But it's like, I understand how momentum works. If you're shooting a deep a deep three, then a lot of times you are going to go for it. You right. want your body you to your carry hole, the yeah. shot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But think about it. James Harden is making a move. He's stepping back and then jumping forward. You know what I mean? Like his body... When you shoot a fadeaway, what makes it so tough is the fact that you are literally fading away from the rim. Right. So it's when you're going in that direction, it, yeah. it's all going that direction. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even plausible to think that like I'm doing a step back, I'm taking all my momentum this way, and I'm not purposely trying to draw the foul when I'm jumping forward. Right. Like he, he knows what he's doing. You can't c- claim that it's a continuation of the shot if you're moving in the opposite direction of the basket. And verticality should go both ways. Right. We tell a defender, if you jump straight up and straight down, you're in legal guarding position. Mm-hmm. You're entitled from the ground to the ceiling is, is what the, the rule book says. Right. So it, it should be the same thing. Yeah, I have to give you a landing, but as a defender, I can't guess where your landing is. Exactly. You don't get to jump wherever you want and then like I got to give you yeah. that spot. You're making it almost impossible to defend jump shots anymore. So at a certain point, they got to say, all right, we're, we're, we're drawing the line here. Like We're not going to keep giving this to them. If you want and points, if, make the shot. Right. And if they continue to to not make those calls, mm-hmm. people will start to jump up straight instead of kick their legs out and fall back. Yeah, so right. And stop relying on using the, quote, letter of the law to right. get some of these tickets Because this wasn't a discussion four or five years ago, but once they see somebody gets away with it, they mm-hmm. say, okay, this is something. Let, let's try to work this. Like, and, and you're a smart basketball player to exploit these things. Right. So Same if, thing with the carry. Yeah. It, was, you know, it wasn't a call. Until people kept palming the ball and right going once, once you start it. going overboard, it's like yeah. oh dang, you gonna let me do this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think you get Jeremy Lin taking six shots or taking six six steps up to the rim, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, so, so, beep, travel, please. Thank yeah. you. Now, how different is that from let's say like a Dwayne Wade pump fake, where he goes up, <laughs> brings it back? Dude, are down, we serious? And jumps like, into it. Why? I'm just asking. Like, I don't. I don't even. I don't I even know, think. Like, out of all the pump fakes, <laughs> I don't even think Dwayne Wade mentioned. Fake. I don't think Gabriel Union mentioned D Wade today. How do we find a way to? Oh, uh, this is good, man. Okay, we, continue. We keep it going. I'm just asking. It's a, it's a valid basketball question. Okay, okay, go ahead. Because Dwayne Wade, he'll pull up his shot, bring it right back down, wait for his defender to come up, and then he'll jump into him, kinda. Now, a lot of times it's because he's reaching over and not necessarily going straight up. But is that comparable in a way? Like, is that still kind of like cheapening the the rule? Or would you say that's a little bit less egregious than what James Harden's doing? I, I That's a good question. I honestly don't know. I would say the only reason that I, I think it's different is because in a pump fake, you're literally, he, you're getting the defender to jump forward, to your point. Gotcha. Like, I'm drawing the defender like if they jump straight up and they come straight back down and their hands doesn't come in, a lot of fouls, I mean, a lot of refs won't call it because right. that technically is not a foul. And you see the same thing when like guys are reaching in, mm-hmm. like they stop calling the reach in, like when the hand is extended and the player, um, you know, 
extends their triple threat. They, you know, they jab all the way through or they swing the ball through and they draw that foul, that shooting foul. They stop calling that a shooting foul. It's now just a regular foul. Yeah. So because because he was here, his hand was extended before you went to the shooting motion. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be awarded that be- just because his hand is still out. You see what I'm saying? That's a good compromise. So too, it's it's no good. longer that. So I feel like that's different. Me actually getting D-Wade, actually pump faking, getting someone to leave their feet, come into my position, that is a foul. Okay. Without a doubt, that is a foul. Gotcha. I don't think what James... My whole thing, the only issue I have with James Harden is you are... Uh, a shooter is entitled to their landing position. Right. But you cannot pick any landing position you right. want. You can't you can't make your landing position where the defender is currently looking. Exactly. You can't yeah. just you can't just say, "Okay, I'm going there." Like and yeah, and when you do that, when it really does happen to you, you're like lessening your chances of getting that call right. anyway cuz now people are looking like he does it every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, you like he said it's like the the boy who cried wolf. So Sure. You know, you you kind of like cheapening that that exploit that you had in the beginning by doing that so much. Yeah, that makes sense. Now let's transition a little bit. And I, thank you, by the way, for saying that it was a good question, even though it was D Wade related. Okay, I just don't it know why you're doing this. It was a legitimate you stumped, question. You stumped me, so that's I, why I said it was thank good. you. We could have we could have picked a different noun. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's whose game I'm familiar with because that's the thing I've seen constantly, and so that's why I wanted to know what the that's difference fair. was. Okay, now transitioning. What happened in Buck Celtics? Can someone explain to me? Because the Celtics were supposed to be, you know, not necessarily they were like, they were just riding their talent, a lot of people thought, to the playoffs, right? They weren't playing cohesively as a unit, but you got enough pieces around that team where, you know, you can kind of outscore most people. And they played pretty decent defense. Handled the Pacers easy and took game one against the Bucks. Giannis couldn't do it all this time around. No real help outside of of Giannis what happened there can someone explain to me the X's and O's of that it's not a lot I mean <laughs> the Celtics had a good game plan going in mm-hmm. and I think they executed it well I think that's the bottom line for that game one now the good thing about the playoffs is it's game two yeah you go back <laughs> you do the same thing again now the Bucks are going to make adjustments so right. I think this is going to be a battle of who is coached better okay because Giannis, I don't think he's going to have a game like he did last game. I think he's going to come out just because of his raw talent. I think he's going to have a better game. He's not going to get stuffed at the hoop and get dunked on. Yeah, they did a lot of double teams between Al Horford and whoever else was doing help defense on uh, on Giannis. And just some teams, they just match up well against other teams. So I'm hoping that's not the case because I want to see a good series. Mm -hmm. But um, I I just think it it was a better game plan for the Celtics. Right. Brad Stevens came in and said, listen. I got I got the perfect solution. Is, is that something they can carry into into more games? Is that something that you can, you can expect them to do like the same thing over and over again? Usually, or? it's kind of like if it's if it's not broke, don't fix right. it. And I mean, Keep doing it until they fix it. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm sure, like if they're getting blown out in the first quarter, they'll make adjustments right. towards halftime. But I would come out the same way I did last game if it worked and see if they can stop it. I just think. And we don't see it much from Giannis because of where he takes his shots. But if you look at any good score, they're going to have a bad night. Mm-hmm. It's just It just happens. The ball doesn't always go in. Right. So we don't see it as often from Giannis because he takes closer shots. He shoots a really good field goal percentage. Right. I think game one was just a bad game for him. He is their main piece. You know what I mean? Everything moves off of them. He's he the can't get why, it going. The offense no. is constipated. It's, and he's the reason why you go out and you get guys like Meritick. He's the reason why you go out and get these these shooters to space the floor for him. Right. He's the reason why Brooke Lopez still actually looks like a decent center. Right. Now, you know what I mean? So it's he's like pulling these guys out. So I just feel like 
if he gets if he gets going again in game two, I think getting Brogdon back will be huge for them. There, he's expected to play, mm-hmm. so hopefully he comes back. I don't think, like I said, I know I said the same thing against the Sixers, um, Nets, and then we also talked about the Raptors, Magic. I'm not worried about them. I'm not saying that they'll come out and win this series, mm-hmm. but I don't think game one is going to be a prediction for how the rest of this series will right. go. So I, I think I think he comes out and he answers with a great game. Mm-hmm. I would even I even want to say that he's going to dunk on, and I don't want to say I'm not going to say Al Horford just because he's the one who kept blocking him so mm-hmm. much. I'm going to go ahead and say that he'll dunk. I don't know. He's going to catch a body for sure. Game <laughs> two, put put getting put on the post. He may, he may dunk on Baines, but he's going. Someone's getting dunked on for sure. We'll talk about it on Twitter, yeah, and yeah. I think the series will be one-one. But Celtics, you know, they get their they get one game. True. I mean, do you think it's going to be a competitive series? Like go like six, seven games. Oh yeah, I mean, at this point, because I believe that the Bucks will make it a series. I believe mm-hmm. it has to go Game Seven. I mean, Game Six or Seven because Celtics already stole one. Right. Um, so it'd be tough to take two at at Boston. That's yeah, they, I don't, I don't see that either. So I think, I think it become a series again. At least two straight. They might be able to get one on the other side of their home. But I just want to go out and say, who said that Boston was going to make a deep run? It was me. <laughs> Y'all laughed at me. I said Brad Stevens is going to get the group together. <laughs> Kyrie's going to start well, playing. I credited out. Brad Stevens. Listen, I'm just saying, okay. I called this a couple of okay. months ago. The Celtics weren't playing well, but I said, hey, once playoff time comes, look for them to make a deep run. We even we even discussed the terms of what a deep run consisted of. <laughs> that is true. And it was six or seven six or seven games into round two of the playoffs. Hey, just saying. That, that may be all it goes to. We'll be <laughs> honest. That, that, that may be the end of the run. But I... I very well. I'm just saying, between that... My uh, my football picks. Listen, man, take me to Vegas. I got you. Okay, mm. call me the Swami. That's what I do, baby. All, all your predictions <laughs> are like somewhat right. Yeah, yeah, they're they're never, like, worse, baby. <laughs> yeah, never, never a hundred percent. It's like, all right, we'll like give, if we'll, they, give you, we'll, we'll give you credit. For it. Like credit. if they lose this series, is it partial. really a deep run? Like, <laughs> it, we discussed this. If they go six or seven games, even if they lose, it's still considered a deep run. In the round two of the playoffs. Somewhat. <laughs> Just saying. Partial credit is how I graduated high school. Right? There you go. There you go. C's good degree. So then the last one will be Raptors Sixers. Correct. That's it. That's a series that I'm interested in because on paper those were the two that a lot of people had at least halfway through the season coming out of the East. People thought Bob Boston's kind of you know discombobulated. We don't know how how for real the Bucks were because the Bucks they played well, but you know you didn't think that Giannis was going to come out as well as he did. I don't know. I've, I'm interested in this series. When it comes to the playoffs, I'm taking experience over raw talent. So oh. you're taking Kawhi and the and Raptors. The, and the Raptors, yeah. He's the only one really that has a lot of playoff experience though on that but, team, at least in terms of like people getting substantial minutes. Danny Green. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, so I mean, and it only takes one or two players to be in that in that position before, because sure. a lot of times when you have a good series like this that mm-hmm. may go down to seven games or even six games, right. it's going to come down like we saw in OKC. It's going to come down to those last two minutes when you got to make the the right decisions. And both and, those guys have played Game Seven of the Finals before. Right. <laughs> There's no because uh, right because Philly no could moment. Philly could be up all game, and then when it comes down to the last two minutes, when you start making smart plays. Mm-hmm. You're the team that wins, so that's why I always take experience in the when it comes to the playoffs. Do you got the Raptors coming out of this? Yeah, I'm gonna put devil's advocate. 
I want to see Sixers. Um, if you're talking about experience, to your point, I mean, their second best player is Siakam, right? who looks great this year. But, you know, last year wasn't really a, a focal point. You know what I mean? So this Correct. is there's, there's a lot of hype going into what he's doing right now. And I would say he's definitely their second best player right now. I, I was kind of joking with someone else about that earlier, but then I was like, well, no, he is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's playing better than Kyle Lowry right now. Sure. I just feel like the Sixers, even though I don't like their offense that much, especially when Embiid's not healthy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, when he's iffy. But with Embiid, I'll be honest, I feel like they have too much. I feel like they can someone can be off. And we talk about, you know, when guys are off in the playoffs, other people have to step up. We said that's how sure. the Trailblazers are going to win, is if CJ and Dame can, you know, be it for the whole series. Right. The Sixers, when guys fall off or they're not playing well, they have other guys to rely on. They have people that they can run their offense through. If Kawhi doesn't play well, the Raptors are going to lose. Correct. So, you know what I mean? But when Ben Simmons doesn't play well, maybe Jimmy or, or Joel goes off. Right. Or, Tobias. Yeah, they have, they have enough. So, I'm going to go Sixers. And I said last series that I wasn't worried about them. I'm not worried about them right now either. They're up at this moment. They're up 41-26 with, uh, I apologize, 44-26 with four minutes and 18 seconds left in the, sorry, in the first half. We're in the middle of that game. I forgot that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I like them to, especially if they can finish this game and still win in Toronto mm-hmm. and go back to Philly 1-1. Yeah. I like nice. it. That'd be nice. So oh, well, let's let's go. Like let's disagree. go through. Let's go through these. These uh, final four. Yeah. Let's let's do our predictions here. But let me who you got. My final four consists of 76ers, and this is a lot of want. I'm just gonna follow. I'm gonna stick with my. <laughs> you're heart. going with your dream uh, lineup. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. This is what I want. 76ers. The Bucks Celtics is the one that I'm not sure about. I know. But I want to go Bucks. Okay. I'm gonna put you I want Giannis to show he deserved MVP this year. Okay. Devin Battle, you my man. I'm going to go Trailblazers <laughs> just because I think there, 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 there'll be two or three. I think there'll be two games where the Nuggets don't show up or they give too much of a lead and they can't fight back. Gotcha. And those two games are going to be what costs the series for them. Okay. And then. Now, I will say. Warriors. The, Clipper, the Clippers backcourt gave Golden State some trouble and they haven't pl- been playing great defensively. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. Thank you. And I don't care what anyone says. I'm sorry. Right now, Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. And if you give the best player in the NBA two really good shooters. They took him to seven last year, though. 100%. But this was not the same Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA right now. When when it comes time to give him the ball and say, you take over this game, he takes over this game. James Harden does the same thing, though. Nah, James Harden. James Harden will, but he needs a little bit of assistance. He needs things to go his way. Yeah, Kevin Durant. He needs some calls. Yeah, you don't. You don't got to call. You don't got to blow this whistle. Yeah, I'm gonna get this bucket. Well, Kevin Durant is the best player. The Warriors will win. Okay, and they're gonna win in six. John, final four. I got Warriors, Blazers, Celtics, and Raptors. Ooh, Celtics. Hashtag deep run, huh? <laughs> shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said down. that. Yeah, that's what I got. Sad right. thing is, the Warriors are gonna wash the Blazers, and probably end up playing the Raptors. I don't think they'll wash them. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. That, that they man, who's gonna guard Durant? Aminu. That's the that's Harkless? the question. Every single series, who? And let's say somebody does guard Durant, you got two other guys that could go for forty, and you got Demarcus Cousins still too. It's support. <laughs> Cheerleader on the bench. 
And don't let Draymond stop playing well. Boy, Andre. Draymond take that backpack off and start hitting his threes? <laughs> it might be a problem. <laughs> All right. So, Johnny, so you got Raps, Celtics, Blazers, Warriors, right? Yeah. That, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go Sixers. I'm going to go Celtics because hashtag deep run. And then I'm going to go, hmm, I'll go Blazers too. I got I to gotta ride the Dame train until he lets me down. And I'm going to go Rockets. You know, just because the know. defense that the Warriors have been playing hasn't been that great. They've <laughs> had troubles with, you know, productive backcourts in the first round. And this backcourt is better. And you can't just turn on defense like that just whenever you want to. The team is worse. They have less depth than they did last year when they went to seven games. They don't have Boogie anymore. Yeah, but the Rockets aren't as good as they were last year either. True, but... Hey, wait, wait, wait. The Warriors are better than... You think the Warriors are... They're not as deep this year as they were last year. <sighs> and they don't have Boogie anymore. Boogie was supposed to be like, okay, like they've added this, but he's not going to be there this series. So that's why I'm saying like less depth. They don't have the Boogie that they gave up for the depth. I don't... And... Mm. I don't know. I don't, James Harden's I don't, been scoring at a historic pace this season. This regular season. Yeah, but he'll find his group. <laughs> now that he knows he's not going to get those calls as much in the playoffs, I think he'll adjust his game going forward. That, I think that's a problem. I hope no, so. No, I think he'll be able to adjust <laughs> I his pray game. pray that he does. Because I, I th- even, I can't remember what the stat was off the top of my head right now, and I'm, I'm upset about it. But they were saying at some point during the regular season, I'm sure it continued all the way to the end of the regular season, even if he took away the points that he was getting from getting to the free throw line, he was still averaging like 27 points a game. Yeah, but you, and that's fine. But this is why I always say that numbers can be misleading. Because even if you take away the free throws, you're still looking at numbers. If he doesn't shoot those free throws, who's to say his rhythm on the court is the same? Who's to say that the, Potentially. the, the other players aren't in foul trouble? So now they're not on the bench. Like there's I a lot more saying. that goes into him getting those foul calls than just the one point for every made free throw. I agree. I agree. And I see where you're coming from. I'm just saying that they've had trouble with, they had trouble with Lou Will last series. And James Harden is, I'm going to say it, better than Lou Will. Okay? I don't know. Based on your ranker and your <laughs> PER, Lou Williams is the second best shooting guard in the league. So if they can get past the second. That was in confidence. <laughs> You gotta listen in this situation. You gotta understand that Durant is the one who will break all of the what is supposed to be. Sure, all what stats are supposed to prove okay. is gonna happen. That's fine. You have somebody like him on the court. All of that goes out the listen, window. I hear what you're saying. It's it's. He's a seven foot shooting guard, and he I could know. probably score more than he does. But it's just that the team needs to. Everybody needs to touch the ball at some point. Did you hear him talk about the Clippers' defense? What? What did he say? Bro, literally, like, and I can't even quote it word for word, but probably, like, one of the smartest things I've heard from a basketball player in a oh, long time. Oh, wow, when he broke down. Yeah, he was saying, down. like, yeah, I've got somebody smaller on me. So, I mean, if I want to, I can take him every single time. And he yeah. goes, you know, the way I'm shooting the ball, it's gonna, I'm going to shoot at a decent clip. I'm going to score more than, you know, than I'm not, of course. Right. But that's not good for my team. That's right. not good for other people. Like, you know, that's not... S- s- the way when we're moving the ball, we're playing a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. We're a better team that way. Sure. So I'm doing my team a disservice even by going out there and giving people like what they want to see that that bucket every time down. But it's in reality not going to help the team in, a, in the long run. And like just seeing him say that, everybody's kind of like, "Yeah, all right. If you could get a bucket, you would." And then it was like, "Okay." 
since you don't want to believe me, I'll I'll do the passing thing, and then when I need to, I'll go get the bucket. And I think that's what he did. All right, fair enough. Good, good, yeah. definitely a good final four. I like mine the best, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. Now we have it on record, by the way. So we'll nice. see. We'll check back, you know, in the next. Uh, episode or two depending on how these uh, I think it'll have to be at least two podcasts from now right we might get this Warriors one a little sooner than <laughs> relax <laughs> anyways we'll see we'll see I'm looking forward to looking back on uh, on our predictions and seeing I mean hey so far my predictions have been pretty good okay somewhat I mean <laughs> relax man <laughs> Anyways, I think that'll do it uh, for us here at Somewhat Sports. Thank you so much for listening to episode 16. I just realized that we didn't uh, introduce ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. So let's go ahead and You're do that You're getting comfortable. Y'all getting complacent. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a dang shame. Uh, but I'm John Dennis, in case you were wondering. I'm Bubby Johnson, but you knew that. You knew that. Because y'all know Bubs. <laughs> and I'm John Williams by process of elimination. That's how it works. That's how it works. Feel free to uh, to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Somewhat Sports. And uh, there you can also find our individual Instagram and, uh, and Twitter pages. I'm pretty sure anyway on Twitter. For sure on Instagram. Uh, email us at SomewhatSports at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. And, and buddy out there who... Uh, Email us about the advice. Like, I would love to hear back. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear back what your decision was, how things are going out with you and your girl as well. And if she's single because of her people got money. (laughs) Dang, bro. No, I'm joking. Y'all have a good one, man. I'll park in the back of the house. (laughs) what? I'll park up the street and walk. (laughs) Listen, the Apple Watch Daddy to exercise. I'm going to get these steps in. Whatever advice I gave, I'm doing the opposite in real life. (laughs) Yes, he fell for it. Got him. All right, that's enough of that. We'll catch you next week for another episode of Sunwest Sports.